this afternoon. I want to be grateful to God. I want to go straight into the word of God for you. Uh, we're a little bit behind time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Am
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So can be what you want to stop it. So, so, um, So, so uh, uh, we, 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 we partner as soul winners. We partner with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that makes our harvest effective. Amen? Our harvest will not be effective without the Holy Spirit. We'll just be doing things. We'll just be doing things to satisfy us. But the Holy Spirit is very important to the harvest. So our mind the same mind that is in Christ Jesus, that same mind should be in us. And we know the mind that was in Christ Jesus was a mind of harvest. Jesus was all around. Everything he did today, we think about other things. Jesus wasn't thinking about other things to think about today. He was only thinking about soul winning. He was only thinking about how to, to depopulate the kingdom of darkness and populate the kingdom of God. He was thinking about how to deliver someone that is being oppressed by the devil. Today we got so many things we think about. Uh, our children's future, we think about our future. They are all good stuff. Amen? But we must possess also, as we think about those things for ourselves, we must also think about the harvest. Amen? Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Think about the harvest as well. Think about soul. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Think about soul. This is time for soul winning. We can never, the, the time has never been important as it is right now. Because the world is at a place. The world is coming to an end. Amen. Jesus said, when you see these things, there will be war in Romans of war. He said, when they say peace, then law comes war, comes destruction. He said there will be disobedience. There will be there will be conflicts. Go read Matthew 24 and see the things that Jesus talked about. Then you're ready to say, yes, we're ready in the end time. Amen? Amen. So we need to prepare ourselves to harvest, to win souls, so that those people cannot die and go to hell. Because the blood will be on your head as a believer. Amen? The blood will be where? On your head. And I know a lot of us don't want to take blood. We're scared of sharing blood. Amen. We have we have we have to pay very we, we, we have to, to be very careful as harvesters because the things we meditate on, the things we think about will determine how we conduct ourselves. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. So if I think about soul winning, I will become a soul winner. If I think about harvesting souls, I will have their souls. I will preach the gospel so that souls can come to the kingdom of God. So that souls can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Whatever I preoccupy my mind with is what I will be. Amen? So as harvesters, better DFW, almost to be harvest intercontinental, we need to preoccupy our minds with souls. We need to preoccupy our minds because the heartbeat of Jesus, the, the reason the church exists is to win souls. Amen? The reason the kingdom of God is here is to win souls 
and bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so that they themselves can go out and also bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We must establish our thinking by having the same mindset I was in Christ Jesus. And that's why I said, this, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. A harvester is, is effective because the mind is set as Christ's mind. They understand that God has already given them all they need to be successful as a soul winner. Amen? Amen. So you need to understand everything you need to win souls, everything to be to, to I mean, everything you need to be a harvester in the kingdom of God, you already have. You have what what all we need? We need the word of God. That's all. We need the spirit of God in us. We need the word of God to win souls. If you even know John 3.16, you can still use John 3.16 and win a soul for Christ. Hallelujah. A harvester, an effective harvester, knows that he or she is qualified to participate in the harvest. You are qualified by you being here today. By you accepting Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, that qualifies you to participate in this harvest. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't sit down on, on, the, on the show. Don't sit on the fence and, and watch what is happening. You need to be partaker of what is about to happen. Listen to Proverbs 11. Tell him, it says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth a soul is what? Is wise. He that wins what a soul is wise. Do you want to be wise? You know, don't. I'm not saying don't go to school. But the scripture is saying he that goes to school is wise. It says he that wins a soul is wise. So my understanding of this passage, the word says you got to go to school to be wise. But the way I understand it, you don't have to go to school to be wise. To be wise, you have to what? Be a soul winner. Amen. There are so many people that go to school, they got doctor degree and other stuff. They're wise. Amen. There are so many men of God. I always talk about spirit breaker works. This guy, naturally, he was not a wise man. Because he dropped out of high school. Amen. But he had the Holy Spirit. He won so, but he was eloquent. He was influential. He did so many influential things that even people that had a doctor's degree. Hallelujah. He that wins a soul is why God never lies. Amen. Amen. So, so the, the, the world for us, we spend all the time, we spend all the resources. Look at, we have to, some, some people got student loan. Just to be wise. What means they win soul? And don't pay all that debt to the government because you'll be a wise man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. He that wins a soul is wise. And I believe we all want to be wise in here. When you begin to win soul, when you start to tell people about Jesus, when you start to tell people, hey, my friend, my brother, my sister, Jesus died for you. He loves you so much. He, 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 he wants to help you. When you start to tell people those things, your life will become different. Hallelujah. Amen. A true harvester does not wait to be called to be for the harvest. Amen? A true harvester, one, he doesn't sit down and wait 
a true harvester is a person that is already, because he knows he has everything it takes for the core. He jumps into the core and getting the field to harvest instead of waiting. So oh, we never tell we never tell anybody Jesus loves you until maybe we play an event to go out and say, let's go tell people Jesus loves them. But we are Christian within the church, born again believer. Listen, how, how did you get saved? Somebody came to you and shared Jesus with you. Amen. Someone talked to you about Jesus. Someone they fasted and prayed and came to you. Why do we why, why do we hold into ourselves? A good harvester is that person that will not wait to be told to go to the harvest. He takes initiative, he gets up himself and, and, and goes to the harvest. Because you know what? This is the last time I checked. When it comes to being a harvester, being a soul winner, it was not, God did not restrict it to certain people in the church. Amen? God did not want, he did not restrict it. The last time I checked, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 29, he said, go into the world. Go ye therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations. So if you bear the name Christian, or let me not say Christian, because Christian is too broad nowadays. If you bear the name as a believer, then you are commissioned to go out there and win so. Hallelujah. So everybody say, say Matthew, it's your responsibility. Say Priscilla, it's your responsibility. Every one of us in this church says victory. It's your responsibility as well to go and tell someone Jesus died for your sin. It's not just my responsibility as a minister. It's not just pastor's responsibility as a pastor because we are called. In Matthew 28, 19 to 20, it says, Go ye therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And he said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is the great commission we carry as believers. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A harvest let me tell you this. When you go in the field, people will reject you. They rejected Jesus Christ. They say all kinds of things about Jesus. They call him all kinds of names. So in the field, let me let you know that you'll be rejected. But when you are rejected in the field, don't take a personal. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, neighbor. don't take a personal. It's part of the calling. Hallelujah. It's part of your calling to be rejected because they rejected Jesus. But listen, that should make us to persist more and, and tell them the goodness of Jesus so that they cannot die in their sins. Hallelujah. Amen. When they reject you, you know, Jesus said, He said, Jeff, Jeff, don't you go, right? They reject the God. When they go to the door, they say, hey, don't come, don't come here. Don't come in my house. Or don't come in my apartment because there's a family. I don't tell you I need Jesus. Jeff, don't you go. And walk away. Number one, they're rejecting Jesus Christ. They're rejecting the word of God. But it's said, on the day of judgment, on judgment, that, that does, they will stand as a witness. There's so one thing I told you. There was someone called Malao. She came and told you that Jesus loved you, but you said no. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says every year must hear the gospel before the end comes. So don't take it personal. 
Persist more when you get rejected in the field as, as a soul winner. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, uh, uh, let me give you a few things quick. Few key things I want you to understand. A few things, a few mindset we need to possess as soul winners to be effective. Amen? Amen. The first thing is that every person is a candidate of the gospel. Everybody. Nobody should be exempt from receiving the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Because you know what? Everybody can die. The, 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 the Amazon CEO, I don't forget, Jeff, Jeff, right? Jeff Bezos, all the money he got, he can die. Amen? God, tell me who, who in the world you can think about that's powerful. They got souls in them, they can die. And you know what? If you can die, then you can go to hell. Amen? So because of that, because everybody can die, because everybody has a soul in them that can take them to hell if they don't obey God's word, everybody should be a candidate to receive the gospel. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, don't, many times we try to we, we try to dis, we try to segregate this thing. We don't want to go to the transgender. Amen? We, we just contain them. We say they're stupid. We say they're dead to that. I, I don't care. We don't want to go to them. That's what believers will do. But listen, God has called us to go to them because they got souls in there that need the gospel. Hallelujah. The homosexual, they need the gospel. Amen? My conviction is that what they're going to do and they continue to they will die and go to hell. Because the scripture, because the Bible says, God to abomination. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. Hallelujah. So they are not exempt from receiving the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So as believers, as soon we know, everyone should receive the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We should stop, we should stop saying that they're condemning them. What are we doing? We condemn unbelievers. We say that one, they, they know God. Listen, Jesus didn't come for the same. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have come to die. He came for the unrepentant. He came for the sinner. So despite the money, despite the wealth and everything, I know in the way back when we used to do it, we used to do evangelism, we used to, we used to touch all the money people that we used to be scared of. We touch them, we go only to the poor people, we go minister. Jesus and they will go evangelize to the poor people. Listen, it was error. The rich people took a time going to hell. The souls are being destroyed. Hallelujah. If we have up the opportunity, we must make use of the opportunity and tell them that Jesus died for their sins. Hallelujah. In, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, for verse 20, it says, Him we preach. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Jesus Christ. So we are the cause. Let me tell you something. Believer, we are the cause of the world is the way the way it is today. We are the cause because we're telling people about Jesus, so we got Baba people around us. Listen, think about this. If everybody around you were born again. If everybody in this country were born again, would people think about buying guns? No. Or not think about people, you're not thinking about criminals because uh, people know Jesus. So they know what is what is good and they will not do bad, they will fear to do evil. But because we're not doing our work well, we have to think about security. Can you go be paying money for home security alarm? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Why are you paying that money for security alarm? 
Why can't you tell you Barnabas? Everybody in your community is going to tell them about Jesus. Let them get saved. Then you forget about paying out of money for the last <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But every candidate, I mean, every human being is a candidate of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, before, before we progress, Ezekiel 33, verse 27, Ezekiel said, the Bible says, Son of man, God said to me, Son of man, I have sent you here as a wise man to watch over the city. Listen, we are wise men in Beth in DFW area. God has called us to watch over the city. And God said, Warn them. Hallelujah. So he was saying, What do you mean by warn them? That means evangelize them. Tell them the word of God. Tell them I love them. The next mindset we should possess as believers in this harvest is that we should know that not everybody will be well saved. So I can go in my whole area. So I can tell everybody about Jesus. Not everyone will be saved. Some people, they will just look at you like you're playing fun. Some people, they will reject you. Some people will reject the word of God. People will not listen. Hallelujah. Listen, that doesn't mean I shouldn't do what God has called me to do. In Matthew 7, 12 to 13, he said, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who are going by it. Many who are going by the wide gate. Amen. The wide gate. So narrow the way to salvation. is narrow. Because Paul said, we are hard-pressed on every side. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. So the devil persists on every side. So the gate is so small. But he said, why? The devil, he just opened the play wide child. I want everybody to come in. He gave everybody an invitation. So, so, so everybody will not accept the gospel. Hallelujah. But there, is, there, there are two facts we know based on this. The first thing we know is that the, everybody will not accept the gospel, right? The second part we should know is that you don't you do not know who will accept, accept the gospel when you preach the gospel. Amen. So what we should do? Preach the gospel to everybody. He that accepts it is wise. He that does not accept it is foolish. Hallelujah. Amen. So we should just preach the gospel to everybody. The Bible says every day, just imagine this. Every day, hell open its mouth wide. So, hell's already getting small, but it's getting bigger every day. Because too many people go in it. And so it's just getting bigger. It's getting bigger. We must move. One, one key thing as believers, one key thing, we must have compassion for the lost souls. And that compassion should push us. Because of that compassion for them, that compassion should push us, should motivate us to go and tell them that Jesus loved them. Amen? So, so take this again. Not everybody will be saved, but we don't know who will be saved when we preach the gospel. Therefore, we should go and preach the gospel. Nothing should deter us from preaching the gospel. Amen? Amen. The next one, we owe it to the lost people to tell them the good news. We owe. It's our responsibility to the lost to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. We owe it to them. Hallelujah. We want, tell your neighbor, say neighbor, I owe it to those that don't have Jesus. 
I call them to tell them Jesus loves them. You got a debt. Amen? So you owe your neighbor a debt. If you know your neighbor is not a believer, you are indebted to your neighbor. You are indebted to your co-worker. Amen? Amen? All the places will go, the people, everyone you come in contact with, you are indebted to them if they don't have Jesus. You are indebted to tell them Jesus loves them. Amen? Amen. Look at what Proverbs 1.14 says. He said, I am up, I mean Romans 1.14. Paul said, I'm obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and to the foolish. I'm obligated to them. It's our responsibility to go out there and look for lost souls. Amen? Amen. It's why my responsibility to go look for them. They will not come looking for us. You, how you, then you go looking for the gospel. When you go, some, well, some people God arrested them. They went looking for it. But a lot of people, nobody they didn't go looking for it. Jesus went to places. Amen? Other believers in our town went to places. They went to places they had no reason being there. But they went to seek the lost souls. So we must seek them. Wherever we can find them, we must seek them and tell them the goodness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We must do what? We must seek lost souls. Because it's our responsibility to tell them about Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. What we should do? What, what should we do? Seek lost soul. The next thing that we need to understand in the soul winning process is that we do not need to worry about converting anybody. We should not worry about what their conversion. We should not worry about what their conversion. We should only we only need to share the gospel with them. We will not worry about how they will change. Let me tell you this. Many times that is, that's the mistake we make. We think we got the power to change people. Amen. The Holy Spirit, as you said, the Holy Spirit is the one that converts people. Now, if 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 you are planting, if you are planting a crop and you go the place is high, we can do what we can add fertilizer on the right. If the right, the soil is not good, we can add fertilizer on the soil, it can be good. You know what? In the in the realm of the spirit, Christianity is the Holy Spirit will meet people. That their hearts are staunch against the gospel. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts them. So when we preach the when we tell them the word, when we preach the gospel to them, the Holy Spirit convicts them of their sins. Not us. Amen. Because we ourselves, how will you change someone yourself to be changed? Yourself got some issues. Amen. You know, you know, I, I, I was thinking the one time I was thinking, I said, Oh God. And, and I was thinking about the prayer that I used to be praying. We should be praying. I said, wow, God be good. Because over the years, a lot, I've got a lot of wisdom about things I didn't know before. So we, in my, we used to pray Bible prayer, stupid, stupid prayer that the prayer would pray. Because we thought, we thought we had the ability to change people. So, so now we're getting the church. Hey, today, and you're in the church and you're in ministry. And, and you and you get someone that bought from the side, you get get from the side. You will pray for your issue to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> stupid, stupid prayer will be praying. Because we thought we had the power or the ability to change someone. Right. You know what? That prayer, God, you know what? Nobody suddenly died because I didn't hear about it. So about. No, God didn't answer that prayer. It was a foolish prayer. I do not have the power to change your life. God is the one that has the power. 
to change somebody. God is the one that has the power to convince someone. Hallelujah. Because yourself, you got some things that you you got some things that you're fighting as well. Amen. We must understand that God is the one that possesses. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3. He says, He said, I plant the sea, I put us water in, but God is the one that brings the harvest. God is the one that makes you to grow. My responsibility, God is not looking for spiritual police force. Amen. But I don't want to say, oh, be behind you. I'm be spying on you to see if you send me call for truth. I'm going to come to your window in the night and listen. If you get, if you get somebody talking in the room, the answer will be there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone's going to shoot me while I'm sitting here. Someone's going to shoot me and give me a face. So God is not looking for police officers in the kingdom. He's looking for us to preach the word. When we preach the word, we pray for people, and the rest the Holy Spirit will take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not my business. So when you go preach, it's not your business to make sure you say, well, I will make sure you get saved before I leave you. If you get saved, I will not leave you. Preach the gospel, walk away. Hallelujah. Tell them why Jesus wants you to tell them, walk away. Pray for them. Hallelujah. What? Pray for them. Because one thing I've noticed in 2 Corinthians 4, it says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the people so they cannot behold the truth. So when you get the truth up, go on your knees and seek the face of God. God, I break that chain that is holding that sister. I break that chain that is holding that brother. That which the devil doesn't want to release them. I set them loose today in Jesus' name. Amen. Just do that. Leave the other one with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will take care of it. Hallelujah. Another, 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 another mindset we should possess is that the seed, as we sow, I mean, the uh, sowing seed of witnessing is rewardable, but it is not optional. To sow seed, to preach the gospel, is rewardable. God rewards it, but it's not an option for you not to do it. You know what? Because, again, we have to think of the Great Commission. It says, go ye therefore into the world. So all of us was given that commandment to go in the world and preach the gospel. Amen. But listen, when we do it, God rewards us. He makes us wise. Amen? He makes our feet beautiful when we do it. Look, 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 look at what First Corinthians Paul said in First Corinthians 9, 16 to 19. He said, for when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Since I was compelled so you are compelled to preach the gospel. Pastor is compelled to preach the gospel. So nothing you will do that's supposed to stop me from preaching the gospel. Nothing you will do that will stop me from preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Even if I don't have the opportunity to preach in the church, a pastor, you know that pastor, pastor he gave the opportunity, but that pastor, Pope, he the one said to preach. So if pastor not give me the opportunity to preach the gospel, I will still want to preach the gospel because I'm compelled to preach it. You are compelled to preach it as well. So he said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe. So are you preaching the gospel? Amen. Are you preaching the gospel? Don't, don't answer, but answer in your heart. It's a, are you preaching the gospel? We go to work with only contract. That's a good opportunity. 
with all the class from all the classes, take hours. So for all the academic eight hours, we say, I want to stay, I want to take more. But on the class, we can preach the gospel as well to people that do not know Jesus. Amen? But, but, but he said in verse 17, he said, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If I preach what? Voluntarily, I have a reward. If, I, if not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. I'm throwing that trust away. So if we preach the word, we win souls. Besides being wise, besides God making your people beautiful, there are so many benefits of winning souls. Let me. I was very, very shy. I was thinking, how will I get woman? <laughs> when I said it, I was thinking, I can, I, I, I was scared of the women there, right? I can't even talk to them. Amen? I just make it. But I was shy and shy to even tell, to even stand before my peer in school and talk. My holding my head, I was, you know. But when I started growing, when I started growing the feet to do outreach, the boldness started to come. So let's say some of your shyness and other stuff, the gospel can take it away. Amen? Amen. Now I'm not sure, but anything I can say anything. Because the because Christ lives in me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So the gospel will give you boldness as well. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. The next thing I, I'm giving you, I'm double dosing you quick. I got two more to go and then we'll close. The next thing, the next kind of mindset we should possess as believers is that evangelism should be viewed as a process to find out what God has already planned out for us. God already has a plan. He has, he has a plan. He said, trust and pick towards you. It's not evil, but it gave you a future and a hope. Amen? So evangelism unleashes a display. It shows us the plan that God has for us in store. Amen? Hallelujah? Nobody will believe until they are told so we got all the people around us, we pray, so now we pray, God, let, you know, you're wasting your time, you just pray for so day, but you don't do anything. You're wasting your time, amen? How would it, if you just pray, hold it, let's pray, have two days fast and pray, God, fill the church, God, fill everything in this place, God, come to you, but nobody go to the people, how would they come? If I know the good thing, I don't know how that you say good thing or bad thing. Nobody even hear. Oh, so you go out and nobody hear nothing for in the play. Every, all the silent is right here. So the people will not hear us. Amen. We gotta go look for them and tell them. And then that girl who can put the phone one home on the corner, put the other home so that we have it when you have it tired, the whole community nobody can sleep. Because the noise in the community is put the jump start coming at home. Oh, <laughs> we were living far from the church. I don't know how many miles. But when they put when they put to the church, when they say hallelujah, you get the sound that they in your bedroom talking. <laughs> you can try that one here. You can try it here. So they put it here inside there. So we gotta go look for them. Because if we don't look for them, they will not hear the gospel. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 3 18 said, If I say to the wicked, you should surely die. And you gave him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways in order to save his life. 
that wicked person shall die for his iniquity, for his blood are required at your hand. So God, they were, they were still, the God was still, they not God taking away, they will still face the consequence, but God will hold you responsible for that soul going to hell. Because we did not tell them the gospel. And you know what? Who all will go to heaven? Who all will go to heaven? Who all will go to heaven right now? But who are gonna have it quick, right? Now they want we get y'all or they want to go to heaven right now. But 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 the thing the reason I ask the question is because you know, based on my understanding of the gospel, we holding we 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 holding ourselves from going to heaven. Because Jesus said, every ear must hear the gospel before the world comes to an end. So if we want to go to heaven soon, then we must be vigorous in what preaching the gospel. So people can hear. Romans 10, 14 to 15 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How, how, should, they, how should they call on Jesus when they have not believed? But listen, say, How shall they believe in him when they have not heard about him? No one has told them about him. How will they believe him when none of you have told them about him? When I have not told them about him. And he said, how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them about him? Hallelujah. Unless someone tells them. So we are the one that Jesus has called to tell them about him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Proverbs, uh, uh, Proverbs 10, 14 to 15 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Who is, it? Who is that preacher? Who is that preacher? Who is that preacher? Who is that preacher? I want to, who is that preacher? Who is that preacher? All of us are the preachers, not Pastor Ricks. Not, not, not Minister Miller, not only I alone. We are all preachers. Amen. So when you got to mount your puppet in your in your uh, in your yeah, mount your puppet, put your puppet in the community. You can put one practice in your in your hospital or your apartment practice, then you mount your puppet and mount the puppet in the community. And tell people about the gospel. Hallelujah. As I come to close, as we come to close. Now, a, a very important, as we come to close, we must understand as believers that Jesus is our soul winner. Jesus is our soul winner. Jesus, happy, the happy of God, is soul winner. Every day, God happy is happy soul. If one person dies, go to hell, it does not satisfy God. It, it displeases God. Hallelujah. Because his will is that everyone come to his saving knowledge. Amen? Soul winning is the greatest call that every believer is called to do. Every, the greatest thing you can do for this church, the greatest thing you can do for the kingdom is soul winning. Nothing else. The greatest thing you can do is to win a soul. Hallelujah. And so because of that, based on these facts, we must be very intentional. We must be very strategic when it comes to participating in God's redemptive plan for mankind. And the way it starts 
It's me, you, this church, going and telling them, listen, Jesus died for your sin. Amen? That sickness. And let me tell you this, as we go, there is a power that the gospel has. And, 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 and people might be in different, different conditions. Somebody might be sick or having cancer or something. Listen, the gospel has power and God can choose to deliver. God can choose to use it anyway to convert somebody. Hallelujah. God has called us to be fishers of men. God has called us to be our fishers of men. We are to fish souls. We are not to be judgmental. Many times we only judge, we judge, we judge. We judge ourselves. We judge one another in the church. We judge this and that. Listen, that's not our place. Our place is to be soul winners. Our place is to go and win souls. And you know what? To be on the win soul, you must practice it. To be on the win soul, you must do what? You must practice. So it's time to start practicing how to win souls. So you can practice on your daughter if you don't know. You can practice on your, you can practice with someone in your house and then go and start to, you can even practice on people who don't know Jesus. Amen? Practice on them. When they ask you questions, you don't know, you don't have to, you don't have to answer and tell them, I don't know, but this is what I know. Jesus died for you. And he wants you to accept him as a Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. But he gave you the other answer you want later. Amen. And we are pleased. God is pleased with us when we take part. This harvest we are talking about, God will be pleased with you when you take part in it. God will be pleased with all of us take upon ourselves to say today, God, I'm tired of seeing people die going to hell. I'm tired of, of seeing this good gospel that is preached in this church just being preached to a few people. Give me, use me as an instrument. Use me as a tool. Listen, you know what? Don't be afraid. I want God to use me as a tool. Use me as a tool in your hand to, be, to minister salvation to souls out there. Hallelujah. Let us take upon ourselves before this year end. And I'm saying that myself going to get on a hustle. Myself going to look for my soul before this year end. And, and I'm committing that to God. Yeah. I'm going to look for a soul. Not soul because I've talked to people who don't even come here. But I'm going to look for a soul that will say, God, before this year end, I want to find a soul that will be in this church. That will stay in this church. Amen. Because you know what? If I come tell you every day about soul and you don't see it, what do you, what do you consider me to be? Say, Amen, lying. So I, I trust God. Let him come here. It's not about the, it's not about better dear debut. But, but to be an example, let them come here and be saved here and stay here. Hallelujah. And I pray, my prayer for you is to make that commitment as well. Say, Lord, this is my church. I want to do everything. I want to find one soul. We still got, we still got more time. We still got more time to touch somebody, to be, to be a father to somebody, to, be, to, to disciple somebody, someone that needs to be like us. Amen. When you're making that person, make that person like you. Because if the person is not like you, when when, when the storm blows, the person will go away. Or fight to make someone like you are. Amen. God bless you. God keep you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word this afternoon. Lord, we give you praise. I want Before I go, I want to pray for people, right? Very fast. If you are here, 
And, 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 and you said, Lord, I want to go, but I don't know how. I want, I want to win, so I want to tell people about Jesus. I don't know how. I don't have that boldness. I don't have that courage. Or I just don't know how to do it. Please turn up and come here so we can pray with you. So the Holy Spirit can teach you. So the Holy Spirit can, can encourage you. So the Holy Spirit can give you that boldness and strength to, to do that. Because this is crucial. So when it is crucial, hallelujah, Father, we bless you. We give you praise for that. Oh, Rabbi or, or you sit in here and you say, I know how, but, 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 but I'm not bold anymore. My fire has been quenched. But I want to rekindle that fire. You can also stand and pray with you. Hallelujah. Just, just as you stand in here, just raise your hand to, your hand to heaven. And, and, and just watch him. Just raise your hands to heaven and ask him. As you lift your hands, say, Father, my hands, make my hands usable to your kingdom. Just, just talk to him yourself. Amen. Ask him to, to give you that boldness you need for to, to tell someone about Jesus. Ask him to, to give you the courage you need to, 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 to encourage someone that Jesus loves them. Just, just talk to him yourself. Amen. Because this is personal. We give you praise to God. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Father, I thank you for your daughters and your son that is standing up here this afternoon. Lord, we pray for the lives. I pray for boldness. I pray, oh God, for boldness upon them. Boldness to, to, to be so winners. Boldness to, 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 to tell someone that you love them. Boldness to tell someone that you died for their sins. Lord, I pray that you, in, in addition to boldness, you will give them strength, oh God. That, that Lord, you will, you, will, you will open their understanding. That you will open their minds to comprehend your word in the name of Jesus. Father, I lift them up unto you, oh God. As they have the desire, as they have the desire to do this uh, a great commission, Lord, may you, oh God, fulfill it in their lives. May you fulfill it in their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we bless you for the lives of us. We give you praise. Lord, we pray, O oh God, for healing, for deliverance. We pray, O oh God, for, for, for healing in every It's healing tonight, in this, this afternoon, in the mighty name of Jesus. May your, may your wisdom with your knowledge, O oh God, take over them, O oh God, from this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. May you go out and be effective soul winners. May you go out today and be effective soul winners. I declare God's boldness upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command the strength of God upon your life beginning today. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Bible says is the lifter of our heads. May God lift your hands up today in the name of Jesus. And as you lift your head, nothing will bring it down. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being the lifter of our hands. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can go to your seats.
Hallelujah. 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 H